Hey, board gamers, before the show starts, this is for me, not Punchboard Media, not Board Game Media, not anybody else. This is just me. Like a lot of you, I was disgusted and horrified by the killing of, of George Floyd. And I'd like to tell my friends out there, I know a lot of you are hurting. I stand with you against hatred and racism. I stand with all of the peaceful protesters around the country. I hear you and I support you because all lives can't matter unless black lives matter. I, look, I don't know the answers. I've been, I've been thinking about it all weekend, but I do know that there's some things we can do. Most of you know that I'm a lawyer and I started doing the research. We can, as board gamers, we can shine the light and support black designers, black publishers, and black content creators. They tell me they, they, they want the light out there. We can force police departments around the country to hire better, to train better, and to report better. You know, Senator Tim Scott has been fighting for five years for the Walter Scott Notification Act. It demands that police departments report the details anytime someone is killed in an interaction with police. How is it that I know everything that's going on with coronavirus here in my, here in my town, yet we don't know all the details when someone's life is taken? That should be mandatory and we should support him. We can revisit, and I know this is legal mumbo jumbo, but we can revisit the qualified immunity law that shields bad actors from lawsuits. Senator Cory Booker is working on legislation to reform that area. Police unions have prevented action against police officers that violate public policy. Everything from discipline to outright firing. We can do something about that. Don't think like me this weekend that there's nothing we can do. We're in this together. And if you agree that it's important for police departments to be reviewed and to be accountable for the deaths on their watch, write to your senators and let's see what we can do together. All right, let's start the show. Hey, board gamers, BJ from Board Game Gumbo here, back with another episode of Gumbo Live. It's episode number 106, Gumbo Live, the number one-ish Facebook Live talk show. Well, number one on Tuesdays at 8.30, dedicated to board gaming. Our special guest tonight, it's Tantrum House, and they're in the house, Kevin and Melissa Delp. They're going to be talking about their big Kickstarter, but also some of the spicy hot games that they've played recently, and we're going to play a game with them together. Board Game Gumbo, a proud member of Punchboard Media. Check out some of our other fine members, like... State of the Games podcast. That's Chris, Daryl, and TC, our buddies. They've got a great podcast focusing on con travel, games play, design tips, and my favorite part, what really grinds their gears. Punchboard Media, where we all bring something to the table. Hit us up on social media tonight, on Twitter, on Facebook, and we'll be looking for your questions on the chat group. But enough blather. Let's get right to our special guests. Kevin and Melissa from Tantrum House, welcome to the house. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us. We love being here with you tonight. I have been big fans of you guys' content for many, many years. I think all the way back to 2015, you guys have been doing it? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I think it actually started like the end of 2014. I actually didn't personally join the team until 2015. So that was a good time to start. Good time to start. So <laughs> for those one or two people living you know, maybe uh, in Antarctica who haven't right. heard of Tantrum House. <laughs> Give us the elevator pitch. Sure. What is Tantrum House and who are Kevin and Melissa? Sure. So Tantrum House is a board game media company. Uh, and we are a bunch of different uh, families that have come together. And we all live in the upstate of South Carolina. And uh, Melissa and I, Will and Sarah Meadows, Ryan and Katie Pills, and some of our newest members, Jonah and Chantel Du. And we have some interns too, Andrew, Dan, and Tina. And I uh, love those too. So, yeah. I've got a picture. You guys have a hey! new person in the house. That's right. Jonah and Chantel, they've just been joined. They just joined us recently. Actually, a uh, cool thing is uh, Chantel, uh, she is about due with her uh, second uh, baby. Oh, and wow. uh, uh, Lord willing, she'll uh, be um, 
having that baby in about a week or two. Just, We're not exactly sure. Weeks. Yeah, just a few weeks. So she's she's ready. She's ready. You're in the Kickstarter. Wow, that is crazy. So tell me, how did you guys meet uh, Chantel and them? Yeah, so we uh, actually through Will. Uh, Will um, was working full time and then um, decided to go full time contract work. And Jonah's brother Jeremiah and and uh, Will were working together doing some contract work. He, Will does a is a full time graphic designer, and um, Jonah and Jeremiah and Will all getting together and and Will's like, I you know my. Tantrum House is, you know, what we do with board games. And Jonah's like, I like board games and found out that Jonah is a very uh, heavy board gamer. He likes Scythe and Terraforming Mars and games wow. that, you know, we all love and, and enjoy playing. So we we brought him in and uh, and Chantel's with them too. So, uh, and they have a little uh, boy, Jalen, uh, right now and another little one on the way. That is fantastic. So, Melissa, you guys have been doing this in Tantrum House. And one of the things, what, what do you think? that I will say that you guys are most known for? Um, probably. When I, told, when I told people that y'all were coming on the show, what do you think they asked me about? Um, probably Kickstarters, I guess. I know Kevin does his Kickstarter video. Um, That's probably the most famous. Kickstarter yeah. Conniption is famous, mm -hmm. but that opening montage that y'all mm -hmm. have where, the, where the, the camera tracks all the mm -hmm. way through, and people are throwing cards and flipping <laughs> tables and all that stuff. Yeah. Who came up with that idea? And so and every, how, how do you guys top it each year? I know. Crazy. Yeah. Every year is like a new thing. Uh, next year, we're talking about doing stuff with drones. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Will is definitely the more creative of the bunch. Mm -hmm. Comes up with a lot of it. And uh, we all work together to make it happen. Every year, we want to create a new uh, opener video. So now that season seven is sort of a thing, or you know, just a couple of weeks away from uh, finishing that, we uh, definitely are thinking about what the next opener will be. So. Yep, and we have new people to show in the opener too. We've got a couple of people checking in. There's uh, Patrick Newman, our buddies from down on the Gulf Coast, saying hi. Thomas checking it out. Our friend Jay Bell. Improv extraordinaire who's gonna who might be doing some improv with me in a couple of weeks. That'll be kind of fun to see that. So, what you got to show us there? Show it to us. No, what, what do you I think? have a plug problem. I don't want my computer to die. Oh, yeah, don't uh, do that. Yeah, technical issues technical that he's issues. working on. So. It's a live show. You know, Melissa, we're gonna fix this in post. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Melissa creative, keep talking. Yeah, speaking of creative, though, you guys are you guys are, are selling yourself short. I happen to see some photos and doing a little research of some talents that both of you have and that you share with the public outside of board gaming. Yeah, outside of board gaming, um, yeah. Melissa and I do enjoy uh, yes, some- Yes, Kevin is a magician. Yeah. And I, well, both of us, we do balloon animals. Melissa was the first one. She started doing balloon art and uh, she wrote me in. Yep. <laughs> I actually saw pictures of Melissa's balloon art, and if I can pull them up, I actually have them on my phone. I forgot to, wow. I forgot to upload them here. But I didn't see any from you, Kevin. You're also a balloon guy. Uh, I do it not as well as Melissa. She's definitely uh, much better than I am. It, I would say Kevin is faster, but I'm a little <laughs> bit more um, – have a little better technique. Yeah, and she's precise. done a lot, a lot more. She's done a lot more study on them, so she learns a lot of the different techniques and teaches me uh, some of the some of those. I would say, um, you know, there's different kinds of balloon artists out there, and we've grown over the years. A lot of our stuff we do is uh, like um, with um, like at schools and churches and events and restaurants and things like that. So we do what we call like line work where kids will just line up and we just do what they want us to make mm -hmm. and um, birthday parties, of course. And uh, we try and make some special balloons for the birthday kids. So yeah, our, our first couple of videos that we did with Kickstarter Conniption, I think I made a <laughs> balloon for some of them. I made a little Cthulhu ones years ago. We, we stopped that pretty early. <laughs> I saw one that looked really cool. It looked like blue from Blue's Clues. Can you yep, do yeah. blue? She can. Yeah. She can do blue. I can do Olaf. I can do blue. Yeah. So yeah, if, you're ever, if you're in the Carolina area and you want balloon animals, you guys are the people to talk to, right? Yeah. Mel Melissa did a life-size balloon motorcycle um, that uh, it was actually, she built it around a stool so that you could actually sit on it and uh, pretend you're riding it. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> 
that is fun. And that's and that yes, Patrick, there is life outside of board gaming, Patrick. And that's where we have. And speaking of that, you guys, uh, I'm involved in, in our local con, the Southern Board Game Fest. It is a uh, fundraiser for the New Hope Foundation, cool. which uh, provides um, mentoring services for under-resourced children on the north side of our town. People that mm -hmm. you know that are struggling and that are trying to make sure that by fourth grade, every single one of these kids can read and also have life skills. And mm -hmm. I saw that you guys know what I'm going through in in running this con because you guys just finished Tantrum uh, Con number th yeah. three? No. Yeah, Tantrum Con, uh, basically number two. We did a uh, one day con and that was sort of like our test run. And then we had a real one in 2019. And then the best con of 2020, because it was the only con the of 2020. Only con. Uh, almost, yeah. <laughs> was Tantrum Con 2020. Uh, and we had about uh, five, about 500 uh, attendees and lots of exhibitors and events and it was uh, it was a blast so uh, second one was a lot easier than the first one sure. Melissa what was your favorite part of Tantrum Con? Um, I love teaching games so I sign up to teach games we do some where it's play with us and then others where it's just kind of more of your normal teaching so I try to fill up my time with that and be able to interact with people through playing Kevin, you got a good experience to share yeah. from Tantrum? S something unique that makes Tantrum Con different. Two two main things. One is uh, that we do turn of meals where uh, we will actually uh, do an event where people can eat a meal and actually play a game. So, uh, for instance, like New York Slice from Bezier Games, they'll sponsor a room and people can sign up to have a pizza party but also play a game that's sort of themed that way. Um, we had... Uh, there was an ice cream event. There was um, winter, winter, chicken winter, winter chicken dinner with 25th century. So we tried to pick fun games that sort of match uh, a food and um, we'll have something special for um, some of the uh, event goer, the, some of the people that are coming. And uh, the second thing that makes Tantrum Con just a little bit different is every night we have a table flipping contest. Ooh. <laughs> So, you know, Tantrum I've House. I've seen the pictures of it. You've seen the pictures of this? Uh, yeah, the slow-mo videos are pretty fun to watch. Uh, when Tantrum House, or we started talking about doing Tantrum Con, people were like, you should do a table flipping contest for, you know, they're just like making fun. And all of a sudden, like, it's like, should we, should we just do a table flipping contest? We're like, oh no, someone's going to get hurt. <laughs> so we did it the first con and people loved it when people random from the audience are coming up and we pick them. And they come and they actually get to flip a table. They actually had to set up a game. And the first year we set up Monopoly and people had to, we judged how well they set it up. And then they flipped the table uh, last year or this, just this year, CGE um, sponsored the table flipping contest. And we put up Galaxy Trucker, which has a ton of pieces. And uh, we flipped that. People were finding Galaxy Trucker pieces the whole weekend on the floor. So OCD people would go crazy seeing Galaxy Trucker flipping out. Now, Marty claims that he actually flipped the table and it landed back on its feet. Is that a true story? That is a true story. It, it was the first, um, I think it was Marty and Tony flipping together with against Derek and I, I don't, Derek von Kalzer and someone else. And uh, he flipped it a, an exact 360. And it was amazing. We have it on video. I've got to check that out. I've heard him tell the story, but I want to it's see it. It's amazing. That. So, yeah, Marty, uh, the uh, Morling Dice guys have come down uh, two two years in a row. So I guess they're regulars now. <laughs> BJ from Morgan, I've got my guests here, Kevin and Melissa from Tantrum House. We're going to be talking about their Kickstarter in just a second. But you know we like to talk about the spicy hot games. And one of those that I have always got the box with them is Whistle Mountain. I am absolutely jealous. You guys have already got to play it, Kevin. Yeah, Melissa, actually, yeah. So um, Melissa and I played a two-player version uh, the other night together, mm -hmm. and then I played a four-player version tonight, and it was a totally different experience. Yeah, you can see some of the pieces there. So you, as a uh, player, are controlling airships, and you're using them sort of as workers. Uh, going around the board, taking different actions like getting uh, resources and getting scaffolding and building, getting machines. You sort of see them in the left-hand corner, some of those square and rectangle buildings that you actually have to build on top of the scaffolding. And uh, you're getting points that way. Um, if you've played Whistle Stop, it is a, I don't know, it's a, it's a, it's a totally different game, but there's some... Um, 
similarities in like the upgrade tokens that you can see in the other side of the board, those circle tokens that you're sort of upgrading mm -hmm. your abilities, which is really fun. I love it when you can sort of uh, differentiate yourself from your opponents and you can have these upgrades that definitely um, power your actions up. Look at the production on this, Melissa. I mean, the, it. I, this is their photos and it's just popping off the screen right here. Uh, did both of you get to play it or was it just Kevin? Yes, uh, we played a two-player game. So the board was a little more open than it would be in a four-player game, but um, we have a pre-production copy. So it's close to the finish, but not quite. And yeah, the meeples, the tiles, the airships, uh, really nice. It looks to me like a deeper game than than Whistle Stop. Is that right, or, or is it about the same weight level? I would say it's about the same weight level, uh, but totally different. You know, it's a Whistle Stop is no is you know that that route building tile right. laying game. This is more of a worker placement tile laying game. Yeah, and I think there are more options for what you can do on your turn. Sure, go get a machine, go get an upgrade, mm -hmm. go get resources. Yeah, so and it's, it's not as linear yeah you'll see that water level uh rises as you are building machines above a, the danger zone and oh. that's sort of like the end game you can sort of see the end game sort of creeping up because as that water level rises it's pushing people into the whirlpool if they are too low on the on their barrack in the barracks so it's an interesting oh sorry melissa <laughs> <laughs> there goes your earbuds. <laughs> Change your house. Thank you. Oh no. So, so pre-production copy and what I'm showing you, uh, actually, some of the pictures were stamped with, uh, that I'm going to show tonight are all prototypes. But how you? I mean, you've had um, what's their what's their rep over there in your area? I can't think of his name. Is Matt. Matt. Yeah. You've Matt had, Ryan. Yeah. You've had Matt on. How close? to what the, the chat crew, what they're seeing, how close is that gonna be to what the final production so is? So you're seeing the 3D printed airships. They're gonna be wooden airships, ah, okay. which are, they're really nice, uh, nice and thick wood. I mean, they feel nice and chunky, which is great to move around. Um, the resources, uh, I think are very similar to what you had in Whistle Stop with the wooden, but resources, but very uh, nice custom, I would say. Yeah, they resources. are shaped. I, I can't remember. I think in Whistle Stop, they might just be cubes. Oh, really? It's I don't remember. Oh, um, no, they're tokens. They're cardboard. Oh, they're tokens. The whistles, you can sort of see it in the bottom of the picture there. They're the bottom. Yeah, they're the copper uh, they're colored kind of like whistles. Metallic. Yeah, they're really cool. Oh, yeah. The okay. whistles are really, really cool. Um, the meeples are wooden. Um, so, yeah, they, the interesting thing is you'll notice on the water level, they, as it rises, it actually has a little pegs. Yes. Um, that they slot into so it they fit nice it's not like the boards are it's not like those are sliding around a lot when you place them in the slots so that's very helpful so who's this game for who, who do you think is going to enjoy this type of game um i would put it in the mid-weight category um probably about what do you think an hour and a half it's a definitely an hour and a half game even two player to four player i the two player was an hour and a half the four player was an hour and 45 minutes and i and that was with two people no that was with three people who had never played the game before i taught oh. it in about it's a it's a pretty quick teach maybe 15 minute teach because all you're doing is placing your workers out showing them what the workers can do and then it's really up to them how they want to Go about yeah. it. I, I think people who like a little bit of engine building, sure. there's some tile laying aspect with putting the scaffolds and the machines down. Mm -hmm. um, and then I wouldn't go as far to say that it's a point salad, but there are lots of different ways to get points. So you're not pigeonholed into yeah. just one strategy. You're getting points from building your scaffolds. You're getting points from your machines. You're getting points from even playing where your ships are going, depending on if you can get like some of the machines give you points based on where you put your ships on. Okay. And then a lot of the upgrades are giving you points. So yeah, there, at, point sounds probably a good term. There's a lot of different ways of getting points. Uh, the cards that you see there are different ways. I was going to ask you, I, I saw yeah. cards in the game. What are they doing for you? So uh, you are getting, uh, f basically on your turn, you can play a card for free if you have one. Okay. And uh, that could give you resources. It could give you a free scaffolding. It could give you some, maybe a free small machine. Sometimes it gives you a free way of basically taking an action without uh, using your ship, which is great because it gives you a little bit more versatility. Right. Uh, they vary. 
the the cards vary greatly in what they do. I, I know when I was playing, I was like hoping to get free stuff, and I kept getting the actions where I still have to pay for it. Right. You know, I don't have to take the action, but I was like, oh, I just really wanted some free stuff. <laughs> Kevin has eighteen cards. Yeah, and I, have I had three. an upgrade that let me get a free card every time I gained the machine. So oh, I was yeah. trying to gain machines. I was getting free cards basically. So I was like, why not? <laughs> Is there any hidden information in the game, or is everything everybody sees what everybody's uh, doing? Yeah, except for the cards, uh, because that's hid. The cards are hidden information until you play them. Everything else is wide open. So, yeah. Question separate from the game. Thomas wants to know what are your favorite game mechanisms? What do you look for in a game, Melissa? Uh, I love worker placement, nice. tile placement. What's yes. um, favorite deck building. game? Yeah. My favorite game is Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Oh, I do like when players have their own goals, personal goals, and their group goals. I like games that have some variability in setup. So like each time you take out the game, you're looking at it and going, all right, how do I puzzle it out right. this time to win? So I, I do like puzzly type games, solving them. I'm fine with multiplayer solitaire. Don't mess with my stuff. Right. <laughs> Don't mess with your stuff. I, yeah. I love castles. It's been in my top 20. So since I very first played it, man, I've got it all tricked out. So I love that. What about you, Kim? One of my favorite mechanisms is dice worker placement, like you would see in Kingsburg. Okay. Uh, like you would see in like, uh, it was like, yeah, Coimbra, Teotihuacan, um, games like that. I uh, love uh, that mechanism. That's one of my favorites. I like games like um, multi-use cards, like in Lewis and Clark or things sure. like that. I love it when you can use a card for different things. I've had, so. I bought, I have a used copy of Lewis and Clark. I've played it on BGA many times, but I, I have the real copy just sitting there and I, I want to play because I love, I love when a game does multi-use cards correctly. Now, I don't know if that one does because I haven't does. played the real version. So <laughs> does it great. Uh, they're actually, I believe Asmodee is doing a, a new reprint for Lewis and Clark. Okay. So I don't know exactly when that will be out. So. But I, I just heard about it. I actually have the European edition, the little skinny long box, not the one that most people have, the, the, okay. the square box. So I'd like to see what the new edition is. Yeah. So Jay says tile laying for the win. There you go, Melissa. <laughs> and nice. Steve, the name father, who's going to be joining us later to play the game. He says laying tiles, one of his top mechanisms. All right. So cool. that's Bezier Games. And yep. that is Whistle Mountain from Scott yep. Kudo. Yep. You get a thumbs up, right? Yes. Two thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably going to come out sometime uh, late summer, early fall, I think. So if people are asking. BJ from Morgan Gumbel. I've got my guests here, Kevin and Melissa from Tantrum House. We're going to be talking about the Kickstarter in just a second. But before that, Ted Ausbach, who designed Castles of Mad King Ludwig that we had talked about, Melissa, has a new game coming out. Who's going to talk to us about Maglev Metro, which reminds me of Disney World Monorail, the game. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought when uh, when I saw the uh, the components and even the the name Magla Metro. Uh, you actually are controlling your own sort of train car, right. and uh, you're moving that around the board, laying it's tiles. People, it's the Wedway People Mover board game. That's what this is. <laughs> the All right, tell us about it. You want to go for it, oh, Melissa? So it is a. I would say more of an action selection game. You're yes. using those little meeples that you see to power your actions. So depending on how many you have in the slots, your actions get more powerful. Oh, I love that mechanic. And certain spots, you need certain colors of commuters, they're called. So you're um, picking up these passengers and you're trying to deliver them to the appropriately colored stations so a copper colored one needs to go to the copper station, mm -hmm. things like that. And once you deliver them, then you can put them on your board to make your actions more powerful or unlock extra actions or extra scoring. So there's a lot of decisions to make about where you put your people, what choices are you building your action engine? Or are you trying to go for end game points um, with the the turn mechanism in the game, which I thought was really interesting. Well, yeah, there's some there's I definitely see tiles, Melissa. And mm -hmm. yeah, tile lane. The the cool thing about this tile lane game is that the tiles that you're placing on the board are transparent. Yes. So um and everyone has their own color. So as you can see, it's almost like a an underground 
uh, sub, uh, subway where you are actually laying these transparent tiles yeah. on top of each other. Those yellow and orange lines, those are different players' tiles in their routes. So really? they can both stack, yeah. stack on top of stack each Stack on other. top of each other. And you can't really, like Melissa was saying earlier, multiplayer mm -hmm. solitaire, there's a little bit of that. You, you can maybe mess up a little bit, but you can't mess up someone's train lines because every tile uh, color is so unique that when you play it, there's no way for another player to actually match um, perfectly the shape, the yeah. shape because they, like the um, a rounded corner will just be a little bit tighter. The way Bezier uh, built the game, the uh, the rounded corners are going to be a little bit tighter as they go uh, through different tiles. Yeah, so, so you could still see all the lines, which is really cool. I had no idea. I, I actually grabbed this picture here. Because of the little meeples inside the uh, inside the car, yeah, we'll talk about that. That's yeah. one of my favorite things. I didn't realize that that's actually transparent tiles. What that is yeah. ingenious. Yeah, and the cool thing is those hubs that where the train cars are, they're they're um they're three dimensional, so that when you stack the transparent tiles on top of each other, they don't move around. So it's sort of like you place a tile, and it sort of like locks those tiles into place. So. Yeah, Steve anticipated it. He said, does that overlay me mechanism stay in place? And you're saying, yeah, there's no yep. there's no real problem with that. No problem at all. And uh, they they built that 3D, the 3D hubs to actually make it work that way. So it, it works out great and uh, didn't have any problems. When they first were play testing the game, the, the hub tiles were the same level as the other tiles. And they said this, the, the transparent tiles are just moving all over the place. But once they build in those sort of hub, when the, the hubs, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot better. Yeah, it's a double-sided recessed boards. So those um, colored tiles, the hubs, the stations are sitting in the board. Um, one side is New York, and I believe the other side is Ber Berlin. I think it's Berlin. Yep, it's in Germany. It's definitely a German side on the other side, <laughs> somewhere, Marksburg, something. What What is the uh, playtime on this one? Is this a little? This looks a little bit more meatier than uh, what what I'm used to from your Bezier games, you know? Yeah, I would say it's about the same weight as Whistle Mountain, maybe a, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, uh, I I mean I I think they're kind of working slightly different aspects of your brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a. Is this a one hour game or is it a little bit longer than that? I, I'd say it's a little bit longer. Okay. Yeah, an hour, an hour and a half. So depending on player count, I think definitely. So those those trains are really cool. Yeah, the people look like Pez figures, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> so those trains are actually the bottom. You know, they're like they they look metallic. They're actually gonna be metal. Like they're gonna have metal bottoms on wow. the trains with the plastic on like uh, on top of the metal. So not mag not magnetic, but definitely metal. Um, we were talking to Bezier about that. So which is really cool. Um, so that it'll have a real nice feel to them and a nice look. If yeah, I remember I, right, this was going to be an Essen release for them, right? And then yes. everything's gotten changed because of what's yeah. going on. I had pretty. I kind of looked at this one and I was like, uh, I don't know. You, you two are absolutely selling me on this. I'm telling you, I am absolutely intrigued by this game. This, this is blowing my mind, as Jason. The one, the one nice thing that Ms. Melissa mentioned earlier, the engine building aspect of this game sold it for me. I like the tile laying and the transparent tiles. It's really cool. But the end, I love engine building games too. And as you gain those meeples, you get to decide where you want to build your engine. You have so many different actions uh, that you can choose from, but you only get to, I think you get to choose two per turn. Two so, actions. You, so you're like, am I going to pick up my commuters? Am I going to drop them off? And am I, am I going to move my commuters along my train line? You're basically, that's the point of the game. One of the points of the game is to get the colored commuters to their right color. So that's sort of like, I'm going to pick up the pink commuters and I'm going to take them to the pink hub. So so Kevin says he likes engine building. Hey, Steve and Melissa, put a pin in that. Let's talk about that later. We might be doing <laughs> something with that later. So just remember that. That's so, good. So that's good. No, absolutely. You are selling to me. So um, designed by Ted Elspach. Uh, Castles mm -hmm. of Mad King Ludwig, all the other games that he's done, Bezier yep. games coming out this fall, yep. we think, this fall. right? Probably October. A little bit of pickup and deliver, a little bit of engine building, a little bit of yep. tile laying, and a little bit of player interaction, but but maybe one of those uh, innovative games that we haven't seen in a while. The player interaction really comes in from picking up the workers that someone else might want to pick up. Ah, that's okay. where the not on the tile laying. It's really on the commuters themselves. <laughs> I picked up some commuters that someone else wanted when we were playing the prototype, and uh, 
Yeah, they were they were a little not upset, but they were like, "Oh, that's exactly what I wanted to do." We're gonna have to tell Matt about these comments here from the chat crew, man. It became an insta buy for my wife, says Thomas, when you said metal trains and route. <laughs> wow, it's taking me yeah. back. All right, yeah. BJ Morgan, go off. Got my guests here, mm -hmm. Kevin and Melissa Delp from Tantrum, Tantrum House. We've got one more game to talk about okay. tonight. Let's do it. This is a game I just got um, a little slip from Todd Roland, AEG. And when I saw this game, I said, wow, dead reckoning. We got John, card crafting, and pirates. That's a pretty good combination. So tell yeah. me. Uh, yeah, I like Mystic Veil. I like Edge of Darkness. Uh, I need to play Dead Reckoning a little bit more. I've played it once. So yeah, far. we definitely want to play it a second time. This one, this one might be my favorite. Of the three of the we're talking three. to? Okay. Hmm. Yes. So um, well, I'm surprised because there's definitely player interaction in this one. This is a pirate themed game. As you can see that pirate ship there with those cubes sort of tumbling out, almost like a dice tower esque uh, feel to it. Every player has their own color cubes. Those are battle cubes that are being thrown in the pirate ship. And that is the sort of where they land uh, really depends on how well you're going to do in that battle. So uh, the the fires, if your cube lands on a fire, you're basically uh, destroying parts of other people's ships or, or at least getting them on getting fire damage, damage yeah. on them. And if a, if a player's pirate ship gets five damage, that pirate ship sinks. So mm -hmm. yeah, there's, there's definitely, definitely player interaction <laughs> on this one. Well, let's I mean, I just try it again, but I enjoyed myself. You didn't like that. That's okay. Expanding the horizons. Maybe. That's right. What, what about this game does it for you, Melissa, even though it's got a little bit more player interaction than you normally would like. What, what is it about the game that does it for you? Um, I do like the card crafting a lot. You have basically 10 cards in your deck. They're your crew members, and they have a leveling ability throughout the game that you can upgrade them. Kind of like if you've played Kingsburg, you have that building on the far right. That's the one you're trying to get to, so you have to go through all the other ones. Well, your characters have a certain leveling tree, and so you kind of look and go, oh, I really want my captain to get to level four. So you go through and level them up. And then of course, with the card crafting, you're adding advancements also into those cards to make them more powerful. So I like the, the control and the variability in the game with that. There's uh, ex exploration. As you can see, all those uh, tiles uh, on the board are, most of them are face down at the beginning of the game. And as your ship uh, moves around the board, you're exploring different islands. And on those islands, you are actually, there's a little bit of a majority control. Uh, you'll see those cubes that you're actually placing out on the islands. And that majority control um, is a lot of that is end game points. And you can barely see it, but there's these little white buildings on those islands. And those are uh, garrisons. And uh, there's ways to help your production on those islands to get most of them give you like gold or barrels and barrels are one of the main ways of, of purchasing. Uh, there's a sort of your resource for purchasing the, the uh, transparent cars to level up your, not level up your characters, but sort of uh, to, to add the advancements, to add the advancements to your player, uh, to your crew. So yeah, everyone starts with the same uh, base crew. Okay. Um, and it's really up to you how you want to advance they're they're upgrading like melissa was saying yeah so. in the rule book they even have do you want to go the pirate route or the merchant route or oh this God. route here's some advice yeah. of which crew members you would want to upgrade and how to go about playing that sort of role you can upgrade your ship too because your ship can only hold so much um so many goods and they can you can get cannons you can get sails so you can move around the board faster which is really helpful if you're looking for certain cards or you want to battle someone. <laughs> this really sounds thematic. I mean, like he's oh. really bringing in the piracy in there. The first thing I said when we were playing this game, like this game is very thematic with the crew that you're upgrading with the exploration. Um, all that is a very, a very thematic. I felt like a pirate game. So. I've enjoyed my games of Mystic Vale. I've enjoyed them, but the theme feels a little thin, not thin it's, at all. Everything no. about this seems like the card crafting becomes just a mechanic to deliver the story that you're going to create during the game, yeah. right? If you remember back years ago, AE or I think John came to AEG with 
a game that used this card crafting system. And he, they said, this is an amazing game. Let's make it so people understand the card crafting system right. first, which actually playing Dead Reckoning, if I didn't know Mystic Veil, I, I would do fine with it. But I think knowing Mystic Veil, how that works um, and how you gain advancements and all that kind of stuff, knowing that will help you get into Dead Reckoning a lot faster. Um, yeah, some of the cards have symbols that will um, compound on each other. So for every wheel symbol on this card, you get more cargo or more sales, things mm -hmm. like that. So kind of like the soldiers in Mystic Veil that you're trying to layer to get more points and things like yeah. that. The, the version that you've seen, I mean, what I've seen on the internet, tons of great, awesome looking art, but how close is it to a final thing that you played? Was was it still more of a PPC or, or was it down the road toward, a, toward the final game? Yeah, I would say ours is really close. Our ships are plastic. The, 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 the uh, ship that you're rolling the cubes in is, was really well made. Um, I, I can't think of, I mean, of course the, the, the plastic cards that, you know, that you're used to mystic veil. I mean, the, the art is all, was all really amazing. Yeah. So. Ian O'Toole did the art. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. uh, it's, a, it's a winner right there. Thomas wants to know how do the asymmetrical player roles work in dead reckoning? So there's not really asymmetrical player roles. I mean, you have captain and crew. Everyone starts with a captain. They start with crew. They start with the bosun. They start with basically, basically a like Dominion. You have the same starter deck. Yeah. It's and how you choose to upgrade and advance that sort of gives you a possible role. But it's not like you're saying, I am the pirate or I am the right. merchant, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's really up to you. Do you want to, you want to really go up and up, like you see there, you can upgrade your ship to, to carry more goods. You know, you're going to be able to do more stuff with merchant stuff, or do you want to, there's cannons on there. Do you want to start fighting people? So it's really up to you how you're upgrading your character. Yeah. So, so. there's the bosun all the way to the left. The bosun is just basically empty. And then you're going to add cards to create the character that you want. So they're not really mm -hmm. asymmetrical from that standpoint. Yeah, the asymmetrical comes in when you start crafting your cards. So, And that is Dead Reckoning from John D. Clare. We know him from a million games, Space Base, Mystic Veil, all the other games yeah. coming out from AEG. I don't remember yeah, so, what I said. So Kickstarter is launching in July. Okay, all right. So Kickstarter yeah. launching in July. So we'll see. we'll see when it's ready after that. Yeah. All right, BJ from Morgan Gumbo. I've got my guests here. Kevin and Melissa Delp, and we got to talk about the Tantrum House <laughs> Season 7 Kickstarter. Woo! Season 7. Wow. I know. Does it hit you every once in a while? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I didn't, like I said, I didn't join until 2015. It started in 2014. And uh, when I joined, you know, it was just a few of us, and we were just had a few thousand subscribers at that point. Uh, probably a few hundred. Sorry, a few hundred a few subscribers hundred. at that point. <laughs> Um, and we are uh, about 20, almost 22,000 subscribers now on YouTube. Uh, that's probably one of our biggest channels. And of course, Facebook and Twitter and all that. And, and the podcast. Woo! And then we have the weekly podcast. And uh, we've been doing that for, I think this is our third year now. And I uh, love doing that. It's a great time just to talk uh, board gaming and, and what's, this what's week been happening. This kind of a special episode for you guys. Maybe the first time, if I understood, that y'all have been in the same room. Uh <laughs> You know, just like all of us, we, I, I'm, I'm playing uh, with my board game group, the 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 Gumbo guys. I'm, I'm playing with them online. I'm playing yeah. with the Gateway group on Friday nights yeah. with Jay and with the uh, the rest of them, Verl and all them on online. I, I miss my face to face people. You know. Yeah. So South Carolina, um, be probably the beginning of May started reopening a lot of stuff and saying, you know, it's okay to go out and just be wise about it. And that's what sort of we've been doing. We're we're very careful about you know, who we are around um, outside of Tantrum House. So we feel like if we keep the circle circle uh, small, then uh, we're, we're still being wise about it. But yeah, we were able to uh, do the podcast uh, around uh, around the table and it was it was good. Yeah. So. And we had our 12 hour gaming marathon, which Ooh. was a first for us. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's a long time to game. We've never done a 12 hour in a row before. And, and broadcast it all. Right. 12 hour live, 12 hours from noon to midnight. And we're like one of our stretch goals on our Kickstarter campaign 
is 24 hours straight. Uh, okay, now we're getting ridiculous here. Right? <laughs> uh, that was straight. So, would so that, right now, would that be would that be broadcast live 24 hours straight? 24 hours live. That's yeah. a lot of rules for me to mess up. Wow. <laughs> so, what we're talking about, so it's one of our stretch goals. If we hit 24,000, we thought, why don't we do 24 hours live? Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know, it was, it was uh, sort of connected. Will thought about that, you know, being the creative guy that he is. And we said, why not? Let's try 12 hours first to see if we can do it. It went really well. Um, we didn't even have all the equipment we ordered just because, you know, with uh, with where the situation that we're in, a lot of the uh, businesses are just taking a long time to get equipment uh, mailed out or sure. even or even they're out of stock or things like that. So there is specific like battery pack that you can plug in that goes um, that, you know, never runs out because it's plugged in. So uh, we didn't get the second piece in. So we actually did the whole 12 hours with us changing battery packs in the cameras <laughs> almost every hour behind the scenes. No yeah. one actually saw it. So um, what yeah. was your favorite moment of the of the, uh, the gaming? What did y'all call it? The marathon? Game-a-thon. Yeah, 12 hour gameathon. What's I would moment? say it was the end of the night. It was getting close to midnight. And we said we, we had a schedule. So we knew what games we were playing. But we said, let's end the night with Cthulhu. Uh, don't mess don't with mess Cthulhu. with Cthulhu, which is nice. a social deduction game, and we thought that'd be a good one to end. And boy, that was <laughs> the best game to end on because we were, you know, all getting tired, a little loopy. Yep, and um, trying to accuse people and trying. <laughs> there to wasn't just... much trust in the room. No, at that point. <laughs> there were some pretty epic things going on, and Will did play the game or did teach the game wrong because uh he said it was only three rounds and there's actually four rounds in a game of don't mess with cthulhu and melissa and i are like i think it's four rounds and the was like no 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 three rounds so the investigators had no chance of winning but uh it was fun it was really really good and uh, to the night something um uh, something else that was kind of fun was the interviews Do you want to talk a little bit about that melissa um yeah for some of the some of the games we had either the the designer, publisher, someone with the company on, they were kind of on a TV in the background and they were able to interact with us. They were able to talk about their game. We had Matt Riddle on while we played Stellar. So he was able to tell about the kind of the history of the game and how it started as a lighthouse theme and then went to the telescope theme. Yeah, we had Ross from the op and he helped us play Hues and Cues, which is a pretty popular game from the op right now. Have you heard about that one? I saw a picture that you guys had. Is that the one with all the colors everywhere? Yes. I don't know anything about it. So think uh, code names. No, no, no. Think. Oh, what's that? Yeah, maybe like a little little code names meets uh, Pantone, um, which okay. is an old yeah, sure. IW game where you're trying to ha get people to put their token on the right color. So you're basically giving them a clue. Like uh, if I said Yoshi, you might put the token on a green color sure but um, there's like 20 yeah there's like 20 green colors so what color what shade of green is yoshi it's up to you uh the guessers to guess the right one so Interesting. um yeah it's uh fun so everyone has a little uh card and they have colors they get to pick from and then give the guesses so so you said 24 hours of gaming if you get to 24 steve says you're already at twenty two thousand. y'all might have to come to uh <laughs> fulfill that commitment wow yeah, yeah. Hopefully we will. We've got a couple weeks left. Uh, we're, our campaign goes until June 13th, and we're actually doing a live show the last hour of the campaign on that Saturday morning from 11 to 12. So we're gonna we're gonna count the count it down live. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not sure if that was the smartest decision because usually um, a lot of times like uh, reward levels can. Uh, be adjusted at the uh, volatile, volatile, yeah, a little volatile at the end. So we're like, Whoa. yeah. Anyway, you got to do like the MD, the old uh, Jerry Lewis telethon. Once the numbers flip, that's it. You're counting that as the actual, the actual numbers. Well, I guess with the internet, people can check it though. What's, what's the? Is there anything secret that's behind the scenes on this Kickstarter? Any other stretch goals you haven't revealed yet? Yes. Yeah, so um, go, we go do, we do have some stretch goals that haven't been revealed. I actually um, can bring it up here. Can you still see me? <laughs> Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can yeah. still hear. You. I was bringing the campaign up, but it looks like it's uh, it's it's okay. Well, I'll just look it up on my phone. Um, we just recently revealed some stretch goals. We that it's going to be pretty difficult to reach. One of them's at forty thousand. We talked to uh, Lucky Duck to 
have us create our own Chronicles of Crime scenario. Because we, we have cards. That. You guys did the time stories thing, right? Yes. Yeah, we did. Yes. Melissa and I, uh, we did time stories, the Hadel Project, which was recently released from uh, Space Cowboys. And y'all may be doing your own uh, Chronicles of Crime project. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if we'll reach that level, but it's there. Um, so, and that's Kickstarter for Tantrum House Season Seven. Uh, it's the way to help support Tantrum House, and uh, and every year we've seen as the as you guys go through the Kickstarters, you seem to be investing in more equipment, more studios, better. I mean, just bigger and better each year, right? Yes, yes. All right, so I have I have it up here. Our stretch goals that aren't revealed yet. Oh, let's see here. Um, Kevin does. I don't know if the idea of my top hundred games of all time. Wow. Okay. Uh, never done that. I've done my top ten, but I've never done a top hundred. Of course, I don't think I do all hundred in one video. I'd probably split that up yeah. over a few mm -hmm. videos. Um, and then the other big one is um, Melissa and I would love to go to UK Games Expo. Mm -hmm. so that would be cool. That's a, that's a little higher it? stretch goal. It's probably not going to make it. But it's the, and we have some some that you can't see. I just turned my phone off. See them all there. <laughs> secret secret stretch goals. Super <gasps> secret stretch goals. Well, good. And that is the Kickstarter for Tantrum House Season Seven. Name Thank you. Got a link to that. I'm going to be bringing him in because Thank you know you. Kevin and Melissa. This is a board game show. Oh yeah. So what was it time for? On a board game show, you know what that is, right? <laughs> what? Is it time got, for a board game? Man? Play a board game. Hey, chat crew, we've got something a little crazy tonight. So me and Steve and Alex were talking uh, off camera about this crazy game that he's mentioned on the show, Heartthrob the Board Game. For for copyright purposes, we're not doing Heartthrob the Board Game tonight, of course. We're doing board game, the Heartthrob. Nice. Right? Because that's that's the game that we're gonna be doing. So I tried uh, to get you to just change the name to something French or Cajun and you know. Yeah, there you go. Come on, BJ. Uh, I gotta think about it. But you know, I, I gotta think about it. We'll think about it. We'll come up with something. So the way this game is gonna work, the four of us are gonna play with the chat crew. We're gonna I'm gonna throw out a picture with three games on it, and then you're gonna secretly write down the game that you want to play. The, we're gonna start out with some kind of Tapas game, Steve. Tell them what a tapas game mm. is. Yeah, not the uh, not the meal that you sit down to eat one big game for two and a half hours, but the kind of games you snack on. People call them gateways or fillers, but it always seems like that's running them down. But you can make a meal full of tapas games. Lots yeah. of little small good. Nice games. little meal full of tapas games. So we're gonna throw that game out there, and then one of the person will will say the one that each one of us. We're going to guess, we're going to name ours secretly, okay. and we'll also try to figure out what everybody else would play. We're going to write All those right. down, and the chat crew is also going to do it. So let me throw the first okay, game out. Good. You guys understand the rules of the game? Yes. We're going to do it three rounds. We're going to score the points. Woo! Oh, hello. Did we lose y'all? Oh, we're still there. Let me see if my... Uh, Got a still big here. Orange. Can you guys hear us? Orange is the new mind. tantrum. Okay. Did you know yeah. that? Scene? Orange is the new <laughs> tantrum. Are we back? There we go. All right. Woo. All right. So here's the tapas games. We've got silver oh. amulet. We've got cartographers, and we've got scarabia. Scarabia. All right. Okay. So think in terms of that. Uh, I need a fresh piece of paper here, Steve. Hold on there. Mm. Don't look at my don't look at my cheat sheet, Steve. So stop it. Keep your eyes on your own paper. <laughs> yeah. Don't look, Professor. Doctor, Doctor Steve, uh, I'm sure you had to say that. I think I know the one I'm going to say. Yeah, and uh, Steve, hmm, Steve, what would Steve want? Uh, I'm stuck on YouTube, BJ. I yeah. thought this was going to be the easier part. Yeah, I, I think. What I do I want to play? What do you want to play? Mm. Uh, you guys have an advantage. Y'all should know what each other would play. <laughs> well, I will tell you, two of those games are pretty, uh, pretty popular on Melissa's list. Figured <laughs> that. I'm going to go with the one, basically, what she said earlier and see if that works. All right. Okay. And my last one is Kevin. Kevin, I have no idea because none of these three <laughs> have anything to do with what we talked about before. So I'm just going to go. I'm going to go with my gut. Okay. Are we ready? I'm ready. Ready? Okay, good. Yep. All right. Why don't you take it away, Steve? What you got? My choice for those three would be Scarabia. Oh, I didn't get Dang. that, that one. That's no. what I put. Well, you know, right there. There we go. Mm -hmm. No points for I put silver. All right. Okay. Uh, but what did you, you think for me, BJ? 
I put silver. Yes. Okay. Melissa. Yeah, exactly. Melissa, you got you got a point there, Melissa. Melissa yeah, gets one. Steve, are you keeping track of the points here on the I'll on keep track of points. Yep. On, a, on the Google sheet or somewhere else. Um, I'll just, I'll just keep them on the page since I got it open. All right, Melissa, you're up. What did you pick? I picked cartographers. Woo! I, I love both cartographers and silver. Oh. And Scorinia is pretty cool too. So yeah, cartographers. Is our number one roll and write game? I oh. thought you know she loves tiling and she loves puzzles, Steve. So mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's it. She said puzzly, puzzly, puzzly. So I went the same way. very puzzly. I went the okay. same way. All right, you did the same thing. All right, so Kevin, Kevin gets a point on that one. I think for guessing cartography. I got, I got a point on that one. Yeah, that should right. be a half point. That should be like the half point married point. <laughs> no, we'll give you. A point. All right, Kevin, what you got? I put cartographers. That's what I put yes, for you. Yes, yes. I got a point. Nice. All nice. right. We are all on the board with that one. I, I had cartographers for you too. I felt awesome. it was the meatiest one out of the three. And Kevin, you might have been, you know, that might be why you would have jumped on Something it. Or, or, was it the, or was it the colored pencils that you I that love you, the colored pencils upgraded in the game? Yeah. That's right. So Kevin let's see how this check. All game drawing. I'll just, yeah, I'll just spend. I don't care what's happening in the game. I'm just like, I'm still working on my first one. Yeah, you like drawing the little monsters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so chat crew, Jay is in, Thomas is in, uh, <laughs> Kelly's in. So make sure you're keeping track of how you're doing, and we're going to see who's got the winner. All so right. I get three points since you all correct, correctly guessed mine. <laughs> no, 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 you got to earn by the guessing. You do not. All right, so that's the first round. Steve, uh, Steve wait, wait, we haven't done yours, BJ. Yeah. Oh, we haven't done mine yet? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I did silver amulets. Oh. I, I switched BJ and Steven. I put Sarabia. Okay. I, I got cool. all three. Good job, I, Melissa. I actually like cartographers the least out of those three. I I love really? the Silver Series. I have all the Silver Series. I love them. I love playing have them. You, have you played Coin yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I absolutely love it. In fact, yeah. it's the it's my favorite. I think Coin's my favorite too. It's the the this is the most combolicious of the set so far, where they really interact with each other, don't you think? Oh yeah. Yes, yes. Coin, we, uh, we did a two versus two variant that Bezier is working on. I don't talk about that on a podcast. I don't know anything about this two two by two thing. Mm -hmm. You should try it. Yeah, yeah I, I like it. It's fun. Well. It's fun. And your uh, listeners, your fans can go check. We have a silver promo on our Kickstarter page. So I saw that. And cartographers. And the cartographers. Yeah. There's a lot of pictures of Melissa and Kevin on those cards in the Kickstarter. You know, I am the uh, chief communicator for Tantrum House. So, you know, it, there's some perks that come involved with that. People just want, I just say, can you make a promo card? And we're like, here it is. I'm like, I didn't ask for it to be a Kevin promo card, but, you know, I'm fine with it. They did put it. your head on a stake. Yeah, Myth Mythic them. Games put my head on a stake for their new Hell the Last Saga game. Oh. And, uh, I think it's actually fun because now I can be like, you want Kevin's head on a steak? Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jacku. Thomas is in with his two. Who else got some points? Let us know. So right, wait, wait a second. I got to notice here. There's three of us guessing, and they get to guess four people. That's so okay. you we'll, can't guess your own. So the most we can get is three points in a round, but the chat can get all four. Hey, that's all right. We'll give it to them. Okay, got, all right. We all got right. it. We got to give them. But a, Melissa's a, still in the lead anyway with three. So Melissa's <laughs> got three. I only have one. So. I've got two, and Kevin and BJ each have one, I think. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. One point. Let's do better right. in the second round. So we're back. we started out with the little tapas, right? Now it's time. We're doing this big game day. And at a board game gumbo game day, it's all about food. So we're going to do the main course, the gumbo, right? So Let's do it. what do we got here? Let's take a look. Oh. We've got oh. some engine building games. Remember, Melissa, when I told you to put a little pin mm -hmm. in that? Right. So we, we got in the Hall of the Mountain King. We've got uh, a very little known game that really should have won awards, and I don't know why people forgot about it. Wingspan, and, <laughs> and Space Base. All right, so put your put your thinking caps on, chat crew. What what are our choices for that? Hmm. Now I regret putting too many engine builders in <laughs> in the second one because it'd have been easy with Kevin. So. Uh, let's see. I'm going to put, yep. Steve, I know one of them for you. So uh, I'm going to eliminate one of them, but I got to figure out the other two. 
Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat with you, I think. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 gonna I'm I'm gonna do the mistake. You know how the professors Steve is a is a as a professor of uh what is it uh, linguistics Psych right or something psychology? Like yeah, I'm 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 joking, but same thing. The answer is always C. <laughs> it's always C, but you know you're not supposed to change it though, and I just did. Your gut and, just changed. Uh oh. No, I shouldn't have done that. So, uh, Melissa. I'm gonna guess one and don't look at the chat, everyone. Don't look at the chat. <laughs> I, I'm not. Yeah. In fact, I'm gonna move it. I'm, I'm gonna remember that. We'll go to host chat next time, and I'll turn it back on. Okay. <clears throat> oh, Johnny Pack's there. I didn't see Johnny Pack. I must have missed. Johnny Pack chimed in earlier that I think oh. he had um, play tested the Maglev Metro game. Oh, Johnny Pack. Yeah, he's yeah, cool. Johnny's our good buddy. Uh, he's a He's almost always here on the show, and he's always on the show. So we love Johnny Pack on the show. Big fans of him. Okay, let's see what we got here. Uh, everybody ready? I think so. You went first last time. Kevin, your turn. What you got? My answer is Space Base. Oh, man. I'm <laughs> terrible. Oh, I'm doing terrible. All right, I said Hall of the Mountain King. So I, uh, I said Hall of the Mountain King for Kevin, but I did say Space Base for Melissa. Melissa, what'd you get? I went with the, the John D. Claire, I think. I I put Space Base. Oh, I put Wingspan. I put Wingspan too. Oh man, it's a, it was a close one. <laughs> I picked the non-engine builder. I should have picked one of those engine builders. I talked myself out of it. All right, Steve, what about you? I said in the Hall of the Mountain King. Oh, I had that. I got I it right. Oh, oh no. I put Space Base. I had Space Base, and then I said, you know what? Steve's gonna go with the musical choice. Yeah, you're right. I, I'm right. Yeah, I know the name, Father. Went yep. with the music of choice, Hall of the Mountain King. And I picked, any guesses? What, what did I pick, anybody? I picked Space Base. I said Space Space. I said Hall of the Mountain King. Space Base was my first choice, and I changed it to Wingspan. Wingspan, uh, yes. Because zero. it's my wife's favorite game right now, and I love playing with her. You know? So okay. I picked All right. It. You are excused. I like Space Base better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Space, wait, Space Base, the legacy version. If you haven't played the legacy version. Of yeah, Space with Shy Pluto. Yeah. By the time you finish that game, it rocks. It's yep. awesome. Oh, yeah. I love the uh, the way to get uh, the, quick start. the quick start, lightning start or whatever they call it. That's cool. I love it. You rockets right into there. So, yeah. No, I, I lost track of who had points in that round. I love did I get any I think points? I only had one. Did I get uh, it? Oh, I got one. Yeah, I did. I got one. BJ got you one. You went Konoyo, zero. Konoyo. I would have had two if you guys hadn't changed your mind. No, we did. <laughs> we messed you up. All right, how yeah. we go? Uh, we got some people that are uh, – we got some love for Space Space. Yeah, that was a very popular one. Very Kelly popular. said Space Space for everyone. <laughs> yeah. He did. <laughs> space Space for Wing, everyone. Wingspan is a close second. Close second. Space Space is just – have you guys played the at-home edition? It's really fun. Or um, space base. No, I don't know this no. one. No. Yeah, check it out on space or on all, um, AEG's website. You actually can play. Uh, they have a little printout, and you can actually. Your everyone that plays is player two, and whoever's the host rolls player one and player three, and it's it's really it's really enjoyable. Yeah, hmm. I, think it works. Now, I know y'all have played the Euro expansion for Wingspan, and I really like the cards that come out in the and the and and the, the other goals. I forgot what they call the, them. The end of round goals. End of round goals. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say she really did a good job with that expansion. I can't wait to see what's coming next. So Oceana, I think's next, right? I think so. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think so. Antarctica is gonna be a tough one. That's what I'm <laughs> One bird. All right, let's go to round three. So it's the final round. All right. We started out with a little tapas. We ate our main gumbo. And now it's time for a little party time, right? You got to finish right. tonight with some kind of party game, right? Okay. Uh, when, when it's 12 hours of gaming and your brain is a little fried, what are you going to play? I did not know this. <laughs> Oh, it's a tough one now. I did not oh, know this. Oh man! But I've, <laughs> I put, I, I put medium. Don't mess with Cthulhu, and Deception, Murder in Hong Kong. Now I'm really trying to mess with Steve by putting those three choices. So Steve, you got your work cut out for you. Oh man! Uh, all right. Okay. Hey, I got to give it to Alex. This is a better game than I thought. Prop, props to him. Yeah. Yeah, this is more fun than I thought. This is, this is good. All right. This is enjoyable. Mm, we weren't sure about this one. 
All right. Uh, Give me three points here, folks. Three points coming I'm, this way. I'm turning off the public chat because I don't want to see what people are doing. I, okay, I feel you. like it's the price is right where people are yelling at you like 400, 400. No, I, I need to think. One dollar. One dollar and I win the whole thing. Steve, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go with. I'm just going to hey, go I with. Was, Melissa and I were watching Prices Right the other day, and I won two cars when I was from watching home. from home. Did you really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Did you catch it in? <laughs> I guessed right. The The people weren't doing well, but I was on. All right. I am locked in. What about you? What, what y'all? Uh, I'm, stick, I'm sticking with what I got. Okay, good. Here we go. What's it done? Yeah. All right. Are you still thinking? Take We're done. Time. Okay, good. We're done. All right. So here we go. So, um, uh, Melissa, you're up first this time, right? All right. I, I was waffling between two of them. But I ended up going with media. Yes! Our friends from Storm Chaser Games and Greater Than Games love playing. By the way, if you haven't played it on, on Twitter every day, they play medium. Hey, chat crew. Melissa Just plays jump. every day. Yes. Oh, do you? Oh, okay. okay. On the Twitter Twitter feed, yeah. I don't always play to win, as Steve will tell you. (laughs) A lot of my guesses are not to win. They're just to make me laugh. Don't always? Right. Every every once in a while I try. I try to win. I was particularly proud of the one where it was detective and beer. Do you remember that one, Melissa? Uh, Yeah, I didn't play on that one, but I did uh, see that one. Mine was. I miss out on it, yeah. Kevin, any guess what mine was? You can guess all you like, Kevin. It will be forever. <laughs> what, what's the, what was the real answer, BJ? Peekabrew. 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 The real answer was case. No, I know. I was saying, um, yeah, I was saying what was Peekabrew. Yeah. Anyway, I like uh, the one that was doctor and salt. And it, the pepper. answer was wound. Dr. Pepper. Huh? Yeah. Dr. Pepper and Dr. Salt. That would have been a good one, too. Oh. All right, Pepper. so Melissa says medium. Right. I got a point because yeah, I, I did down. not. I got yeah, a point. You did, Kevin? Okay, good. Got a point. All right, Steve, you're up. It would be medium. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. I did not do uh, it. Two no. for two. DJ's <laughs> making a comeback. Oh, my light just went out. Oh, that's strange. Okay. Because um, you're doing well. Yeah, exactly. Kevin, yours? Mine is don't mess with Cthulhu. There we go. Three for three. Three for three. Three for three for everybody. Of course, that was a little hint that you gave during the uh, during the show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How much I was leaning, I was leaning towards medium. I was like, no, nah, I'd rather just at the end of the night. I don't want to think because medium, you have to actually think. Mm-hmm. So, at yeah. the end of the night, I'm like, I just want to play some party game. Social right. deduction like, is not Melissa's forte. Me out. Don't I mess with you. Cthulhu is the only social deduction game besides where words that I like. Those two. Those two I'll play. Love where words. All right. So any guesses for what mine is? Anybody? I, deception. I put medium. I said medium too. It was don't mess with Cthulhu. And here's why. Because I'm a Cylon, as usual, Steve. So deception, my number one favorite party game of all time. I love deception. Oh, yeah. Medium was my number one party game of last year. But I've got a secret. I've never played Don't Mess with Cthulhu, and I always wanted to play it. So this was my chance to play it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Ever the Cylon, Steve. Ever the Cylon. So, completely, completely. All right. So give us the point totals. What do we have there? Well, I think it comes down, I, if I'm counting correctly, who, who, what did everybody get in that last round? BJ got three. Hey, you got a visitor. I do have a visitor here. Hey. Hey. I got it. Two total points in the whole game. Two total points in the whole game. I had four points in the whole game. I would say it's a tie because Melissa and BJ both have five, but the special super secret hidden rule in every one of these games that we play is if there's a tie, BJ loses. I always lose. All right. So Melissa is the big winner. Congratulations. Congratulations. We haven't thought of the name of the game yet. We're going to work on that, but we haven't got that. Steve, I'm going to send you back down so I can get that uh, out there. All right. Great show. Yes, Evelyn, you welcome aboard here. Yeah. (laughs) You'll have to to watch a movie in just a second. Yeah. All right. Let me get back to my notes here. I am a little uh, watch a movie on your computer. (laughs) Yeah, what movie are you watching? He's taking over the show. This is great. Uh so (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Tell us a little bit about the Kickstarter before we go. Sure. Yeah. Thank you for those who have already uh, supported us, um, just sharing things out and even um, supporting us financially on our Kickstarter campaign. Check it out if you haven't. I think the link is in the chat there. Or you can just go to Kickstarter and look up Tantrum House Season 7. And uh, we have lots of promos. Um, we have uh, some board game bundles left. Those, those I went pretty fast. Some other like um, swag. We have t-shirts. We have board game bags uh, that people can use. We have game topper mats, which are pretty sweet. Game topper mats, um, if you don't know game toppers, they really uh, help elevate your gaming experience uh, with their game topper system. But we have some game mats that Berkey uh, has donating to our campaign that actually are Tantrum House branded. Uh, the Stitched Edge, the Neoprene mats. I mean, they're amazing. So <laughs> definitely love you to check out our Kickstarter campaign. GameStopper is one of the, the uh, sponsors of the Southern Board Game Fest. Make your game nights a showstopper when you play on a game topper. I love it. That's I might have to feel that. How can they reach you if they want to get in touch with you all? If you want to uh, email me, Kevin at TantrumHouse.com. Melissa at TantrumHouse.com. Pretty, pretty simple. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Tantrum underscore house or Tantrum house on Facebook or follow us on YouTube, Tantrum house. So, all right, board gamers, that's it for another episode of Gumbo Live. I want to thank my guests, Kevin and Melissa, for being such great sports and playing this new game with us. And good, luck, great. good luck on season seven. Make sure to like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash board game gumbo. It helps us get the word out about all of our upcoming shows and guests, including Julie Ahern from Greenbar Games is going to be here next week talking about... Awesome. Barbarian Battlegrounds Tales of Barbaria. I am Barbarians. Barbarians. <laughs> I am BJ from Board Game Gumbo. And until next time, let's say le bon temps roulé. Bye. Are they in hibernation? <laughs> <laughs>